0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Trans Questioning Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Zedek, and today I'm here after seven months of not updating this podcast with a new episode of the Trans Questioning Podcast hosted by me, your host, Sarah Zedek. Hi, everybody. It's been a hot minute since we've sat around and done a chat like this. Uh, so I wanted to talk about, I want to talk about a bunch of things. Uh, it is currently 10 42 PM, November 11th, 2020 going back to the original style of this show of like dating each episode, even though I'm probably going to just release this tomorrow morning. Um, I I want to talk about a number of things that have been on my mind and I don't know, I've thought about what to do with this podcast a million, million, million times uh, as I've uh, blabbered on about on this very show a million, million times. And I have a plan, but it's sort of been a matter of like when, because there's been a lot of stuff going on in my life recently as there has been for basically every human being on Earth. And so I'm going to talk a little bit about that. Um, But first of all, uh, I, mostly I just, I don't know. I had a really bad day yesterday. I had sort of an emotional breakdown over, uh, what, what, what was that even about really? I, what was it? I was, I think it was just, I was, I was just having, a I was just having a rough one. Um, if you have ADHD and bipolar or bipolar too, like I do, Uh, you're probably familiar with this thing where like, you'll just have days where just the littlest things can just drive you up that fucking wall. And uh, for me, it was... uh, I just moved into a new apartment and I have not done a very good job of like putting my things in a consistent spot. So everything is sort of just in wherever and I keep losing shit and it just made me so, so mad. And uh, then I got on my laptop because I wanted to talk to my girlfriend, and I just got furious because my laptop is a slow piece of shit, and so I punched my laptop out of anger, uh, which is not a great thing to do to a laptop, <laughs> and it disconnected from the Wi-Fi, and I thought I broke it for a minute. Thankfully, it's fine. The point is, everything was going wrong, so I just got really, like, mad, and, and, I, and, then, and then I sat and I cried, and then I called my girlfriend, and it was fine. And we were, it was, it was fine. It was fine. It was fine. I was just sad because things were happening outside of my control. Uh, And for once it was actually sort of getting to me. Uh, But I woke up today sort of with a new resolve, like, no, you know what? I need to actually get my room together. I need to do what Jordan Peterson tells me to do and clean my room and eat nothing but steak Go into a coma, get coronavirus, and then wake up with a new life in Latvia. Uh, we're still working on the latter bits of that plan, but uh, I, I promise you, you will hear more. There's going to be exciting developments in the future. This is dumb. This is a dumb bit that I'm doing. Anyway, I woke up today just feeling like you know, oh, I can I can do stuff, which like I I am uh, uh I guess as a basic update. Uh, I am presently pseudo unmedicated, and that I'm not on my ADHD meds. I'm not on my bipolar meds, and I haven't been for a few months because I uh, moved to the state of Washington, um, which is a far cry from Oklahoma. <laughs> and I am here, uh, and I've, I'm on I'm on state insurance, but I've yet to find a, a place where I can get my meds uh, cheaply. Or, well, like, it's it's a whole thing with, with ADHD, as I've also talked a lot about on this podcast, how uh, uh, people have this weird—doctors uh, especially have this weird puritanical view about stimulants and, you know, their class one drug and uh, all of this shit that I just don't want to deal with. All of the frustrations of uh, adults who want to treat me like I'm a child— I've sort of spent most of my adult life working on trying not to be treated like a child all the goddamn time. So it's not great when a, when a when a when a health professional pulls that shit with me. Uh so I try to avoid it as much as possible. Um I I really just need to fucking buckle down and do it anyway, but I you know how these things go, don't you? Um but I do have HRT. I uh, thankfully that's not something that I had to compromise on. Um, Planned Parenthood around here there are abundant locations. Uh, turns out, since the tech industry is so popular here in Seattle, in this in the Seattle area, uh, there are lots of places to get HRT. Practically given the stuff for giving the stuff away, which is that's actually not true at all. But uh, it, you know, I it, it it worked out well enough in that in that regard. But, um, yeah, you, it, I haven't been this sort of unmedicated in a long time. And it's given me a lot of cause to kind of reflect on my life. Uh, and I think everybody has had a lot of cause to reflect on their lives lately. I used to get these, like, really manic phases, right, where I would uh reorganize my entire room and I would take all my posters down and lay them all flat on the ground and look around and like how do I want to uh like, like draw people's attention across the wall and then I would you know put everything back up in a new and interesting way and I would just do this at random and this was my way of like taking control of my life uh, by by controlling my space and I haven't actually been able to control my space in a hot minute um before I moved here, the the house that I was living in in Oklahoma, uh, I had this. I just I, because I knew for a fact that I could only be there for a year, I never really went that hard on decorating, because you know I I just knew that I was going to be leaving soon enough, and then when I moved up here. Is a whole story that I won't and probably can't get into, but uh, I was in a place for a few months that I that wasn't mine that I couldn't decorate. Um, but now I'm in an apartment that I can decorate, and I've been I'm finally starting to do that. I just put up my Matrix poster, uh, which is sort of my own silly uh, home decoration way of like psyching myself up to do a video about the Matrix, uh, which is I guess spoiler for my plans as a YouTuber. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, 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 I got that fire in me again to like do stuff around the house today. So I like, I went out for a walk, go to the store, uh, bought a bunch of groceries and stuff, which we'd been th- dangerously lacking for a hot minute because I have barely left the house. Um, um, God, a lot of stuff. It's been a minute. It's been I was I was in Ireland the last time that I did an episode of this show. Uh staying with my girlfriend. Um So I guess I'll just I'll just go from there and sort of do a rough outline of what my life has been um since then. I uh I yeah, I was in Ireland whenever the pandemic started and I was it was it was a good time. I kind of got stuck there for way longer than I in, intended. And I knew I was coming up on the deadline for when I would have to be moved out of the old place in Oklahoma. And finally, it was like, all right, I've got to make plans. So I, f- f- from across the ocean, I uh, organized, like, getting a U-Haul um, box delivered to the place uh, so that I could pack all of my stuff into that and have it shipped to seattle it wasn't cheap but i have twitch i went there and solicited money and i got helps from other people but um i uh i <laughs> it was it was it was it was worth it because you know the, I, the 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 idea the the idea of like moving to a new place and you know, there's a romanticism to uh, I'm going to I'm going to sell all my stuff and go to a new city and start from scratch. Like, There's a romanticism to that. But I'm not in my fucking 20s anymore. I need my criterions. I need my clothes. I need my bed and my desk. I can't I can't do that again. Uh, part of the reason why I have I, 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 I here's here's another thing that's been going through my head is that i find myself suddenly surrounded by all of these luxury goods and anybody a lot of people who only know me now are like oh wow so you're like a rich person huh and i feel i feel weird And even just talking about it right now i'm like oh god i shouldn't i shouldn't broach this topic on this fucking podcast but i'm working through my issues um be, I, I, I I really just, I've always just felt like if I'm going to buy a thing to serve a specific function, I'm going to buy the best version of that thing that I can get within reason. And that way it'll last me for a really long time. And that's just how I've been for the last 15 years. And I just don't throw things away and I'll infrequently, you know, bundle a bunch of stuff and sell it and use that money to buy other shit. And so now I have all of this nice stuff and it's just because I don't I I just I I wait and I grab the thing. I don't know. I would consider that just sort of being smart about your purchases. I don't know. And luxury goods don't are not an indicator of wealth. I make fucking I I make less than a thousand dollars a month on Patreon. So I'm not exactly rolling in it right now. Um, I don't. I, it's so weird talking about money because it feels fickle. It feels weird, like, oh wow, look at me! I only make this much money on Patreon, and I have all of these nice things. I, I think, like a lot of people, I've uh, I've had a lot of cause to to examine my privileges. And I do feel weird in that I, you know, I, I, I before the pandemic, I had I've been working from home for a while now, and I was living in Oklahoma, like, the cost of living there is dirt cheap, so I was able to throw more money at, like, other shit. Now I'm faced with this weird circumstance of being in, like, a city for the first time in my life, and having to, like, uh... uh <laughs> budget <laughs> budget effectively and so that's sort of it's been a fun bit of adjustment um, and also just generally like I, I, I I've had a lot of bad habits I, I, I've, got, I've gotten we're really doing this show I've, I've gotten way off topic getting back to it I was in so I was in Ireland uh, flew back uh, in June May I think end of May early June I can't remember exactly when um and then I was back for like two weeks uh with enough time to pack all of my stuff and raise money for the the shipping and everything and then um flew to Seattle it was scary flying I've, I've done a surprising amount of traveling this year for it being the year of no travel or ideally the year of no travel anyway um the year of dangerous travel, I should say. And uh, thankfully, I never caught the coronavirus. I wore a mask the whole time. And um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I guess I got lucky. But um, I uh, yeah moved to Seattle uh, just in time for the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone to become a thing. And some of you who follow me on Twitter probably uh, saw the, the, the series of threads that I did about Chaz um I was there basically every day that it was a thing uh up until a certain point when it felt like it was it was getting ready to collapse and then it did um and I've 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 talked a fair bit about that in other places and I'm sure it is a topic that will come up more here uh maybe in this episode I don't know but I don't want to spend too much time talking about it because I do eventually want to do a video, or a, a, a like a, a pseudo academic essay about it, um, because I think that there's a lot of lessons to be learned about it. Some of which are um, uh, uh, sad <laughs> to me about the state of politics right now. But uh, it was it was it was genuinely a great time, and I felt like I got I got here at a really special moment because like literally my second day. There was a there was a Black Lives Matter protest that walked like of, of like thousands of people that walked right in front of my door, and that was to me like oh okay so I'm in the right place this is where I want to be. Um, of course that was like a city sanctioned fucking protest that was that didn't do anything and I don't know I'm, I'm more cynical about uh, the the process of a lot of protests now where they've been co-opted by liberal elements and it's it's a whole it's a whole thing. I'll I'll talk more about it at a, at another time if y'all are interested, but I um it was it was good and then Chaz collapsed and uh I didn't have cause to go out as often. I was like I was I was doing a lot of walking. I was going into the city a lot, taking the train. It's public transportation here. Not used to that. Not used to being able to hop a train into the city. As bonkers, um so that was that's been cool, but then you know that that was over in early July, I think, uh or right before like at the end of um, June. and then it was like, well, there's <laughs> I don't I don't I don't i don't I don't have much cause to go out, so I stopped and uh, I've just been like languishing ever since like a lot of people. it's been sort of a dead few months. Um, I've spent a lot of time sort of indoors and what today reminded me, like I woke up and I, I I knew I needed to go get groceries. And so I just didn't, didn't do any of the other things that I usually do that get in the way. Like I I make a certain amount of coffee every morning. And if I make that, it's like, well, no, I don't want to waste it. And if I leave, it'll get cold. I don't like microwaved coffee. Uh, so I, I gotta, no, I gotta go right now. And I went and I walked and it was a nice walk. And then I came back and I was energized. And it was sort of like this dumb like slap in the face like, oh, yeah, you dumb bitch. Of course, getting exercise is good for your brain. It's a good thing to do for your body and mind and soul. <laughs> so uh, that's a lesson that I'm going to try. And I think I've learned this lesson a million times in my life. And I keep forgetting it. And it's something that I need to fucking internalize. Um unfortunately this area like basically everywhere in this country is not particularly uh uh, uh accommodating to pedestrians and ugh, blech, that's a whole that's a whole fucking topic but i don't know i've got i've got friends here and i've got um i don't know i like the climate here a lot it's it's colder it's wetter both of those are things that i like um i i've i've really i uh, i don't know i was glad to leave like it was it was the 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 day that i left oklahoma it was like a hundred degrees outside uh and it was it wasn't it it was it was june you know like oh my god um then i came here and we had a couple of hundred degree days here in seattle which was unfortunate but it was like there was like two or three weeks where it was really intolerable, whereas in Oklahoma, it's like two or three months. And it's really only intolerable here because they have no AC, which is a thing that I'm completely not used to at all. Not having uh, local AC is is wild. And I understand it. Like, I get it now. I I remember for a long time feeling like this weird, like, why the hell do people in other places not have air conditioning? Like, I would hear them talk about, like, well, we don't have air conditioning in New York City. I'm like, well, fucking why not, dumbasses? And now I understand, like, oh, because generally speaking, the climate is actually not hostile to human beings. (laughs) Ugh, God. Anyway, so I'm here now, and I'm... Part of why I haven't been doing things, I've been on this long hiatus uh, for podcasts and videos and stuff, um part of the reason is, is, is there's a million different reasons. I was focused on Homestuck stuff, and then I got disillusioned with Homestuck stuff for a bunch of NDA reasons. And I, uh, I I, then was, like, moving a lot, and I didn't have a consistent production space. The last place that I lived in was, like, right on a major road, so the audio was just consistently terrible. Um, it was just, you know, it was just sort of nightmare after nightmare really, uh, for, for someone who likes clean audio. I don't know if I were, if I were, if I were a little bit more of a hack, it wouldn't have mattered. And really it shouldn't matter that much. I'm just a perfectionist to my own self-destruction, but I, um, I don't know. Now I'm now I'm here, and I finally have a consistent production space, and I'm sort of building it up again, and and figuring out how I want to do things, and what I want to do, and why I want to do it, which is always the imperative question for me. Um, and I've actually released a couple of video essays finally. Again, I did a, a fairly long video split into two parts about the Ryan Johnson film *Knives Out*, and I did an improv sort of video about, um, the pandemic generally, uh, filtered through the Kyoshi Kurosawa film Pulse, and, uh, I wasn't expecting anybody to like that video, and pretty much everybody likes it, which is pretty cool. Um, they, those videos have not done, like, super great traffic, but that's to be expected from a channel that hasn't updated consistently in almost a full calendar year, so... You know that's that's sort of me reaping what I sowed, um, but I'm making plans on like what I'm gonna do next. And I know I'm in a sort of manic phase right now, and I know it's gonna dissipate. That's why I'm trying to like lay the groundwork to get things going again, uh, so that I can. And, you know, part part of that involves I'm gonna finally really try to work on finding a psychiatrist that can help me and doing all that, doing all that crap, but. Yeah, I'm here. I'm I'm here. I'm here in the Seattle area and watching watching this country do its thing, watching the elections. We did a we did a fun uh live stream with um uh watching the watching the elections and, uh the and that was <laughs> it was actually fun. I I think We were some of the only people in the country who were having a good time on Election Day because as, like, extremely far leftists, like, you know, we've already lost. We lost when Bernie got rat fucked out of the primary. So, you know, at this point, it's like, what's the difference between Biden and Trump? Not a whole hell of a lot functionally. I think in a lot of ways, Biden's going to prove to be a much worse president for the health of this country in the sense that I have to asterisk this because I don't like Trump and I'm glad to see him go, assuming that he doesn't do a coup, which I think is a very large and uh, ballsy assumption. <laughs> but assuming he doesn't, um, I uh, 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 with with Biden, it's like, OK, so now we, you know, we've we've already seen his, his cabinet picks and it's a bunch of fucking Silicon Valley, uh, former Bush Republicans that are just this, this awful mix of like security state private industry war hawk bullshit. Uh, and I don't know what I, what I, what I envision over the next four years is basically we're going to double down on, uh, the security state and double down on prosecuting leftists wherever possible to make sure that another George Floyd uprising doesn't happen. um, and uh, also just help out the, the the tech industry and do basically nothing to actually materially improve the lives of the people who voted him in. And uh, yeah, that's you know a whole thing. And I'm I'm sure that <laughs> I'm almost I'm almost tired of bringing it up because I know every time I do, people are going to be like, well, but but but. And I, I I really wish I really wish that I could get enthousi- enthusiastic about it. I really fucking wish that. You know, we lived in a a country where a person we we could elect somebody who would actually make a lot of a difference. But functionally speaking, the Republicans and the Democrats really aren't that different. Um, There are superficial things that are different between them. The the Democrats are big on identity politics and no doubt about it. uh, Abortion rights are good gay marriage is good having representation for lgbtq people is good but at the same time when you get down to like past these superficial things what you really get is functionally the same foreign policy uh which like biden is to trump's right on foreign policy and I don't know. I just don't, I don't, I don't see life improving. I, I I think actually this election, everybody got exactly what they wanted except for Trump. Um, and it's, it's going to be a nightmare for all the rest of us who actually have to live in this fucking country. Who don't have this massive transfer of wealth to the 1% that, that we just saw over the course of the pandemic. Um, God and $1,200 check for, for every American. And it was one of the greatest transfers of wealth to the, to the, to to the lower class in this country's history. Like it, it completely fucked with all the charts and all the data because it's like, wow, suddenly everybody has all of this. It's, It's like a minuscule amount of money, a minuscule amount of money. And it's one of the greatest transfers of wealth to the poor in this country in its history. Meanwhile, you know, billion-dollar companies are getting, you know, completely free loans from the government, and in, in, in the count of billions of dollars, uh, to, just to to create the illusion that the economy is fine. You know, and now we're seeing this country, the the, the pandemic numbers, the coronavirus numbers are above everybody else. They're only growing, going up. And it's just because we've decided that we're not going to do anything about it because the only thing that can be done involves communism. Like, you want to you stop the fucking pandemic. It's not some tech solution. You just make sure that people have the resources they need to stay home. So you give them food, you give them money, you pay their bills, you pause everything else. Like, it's really not that hard. Other countries have done it. Communist countries have done it. <laughs> but we can't do that we can't you know we can't let ourselves imagine a better world because if we do then suddenly these fucking tech billionaires have no ground to stand on frankly good you know i think i think we need more guillotines in this country anyway that's that's a whole political thing and not really what i intended to talk about here but it wouldn't be trans questioning if um if if it wasn't this um if it wasn't me just rambling um I want to switch gears here and mention uh, one sort of order of business that isn't, in the grand scheme of things, I guess, super important, uh, but will become relevant in the near future. And it's not something I've talked about anywhere else, um, but uh, or at, at, at any particular length, at least. Uh, but um, one of the reasons why the show sort of, like, continued its hiatus after i had plans to sort of relaunch it under a new name is um uh right around that time uh there is a uh uh, a whole series of um there was a a, 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 how to put this diplomatically there was a cascade of events which led to the dissolution of the lunar light studio podcast network and this has to do with the fact that um uh uh uh, the the founders of the network were uh documentedly kind of abusive people and it's it's a sore spot because they were people that i for a long time counted as friends and i sort of uh, i don't know i i didn't intend to talk about this and then i now i am uh and i there's really nothing to say besides the fact that uh, we are working on starting a new podcast network. I actually had a good meeting uh, with 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 somebody today about that. And we're on track to get that finally kickstarted before the end of the year. Uh, ideally, anyway, um, but we're, we're starting a new thing. And a lot of the same people who were involved with Lunar Light are going to be involved with this new thing. And, you know, we intend to keep doing what we were doing and, and actually fulfill the promises uh, made by the original network. Um, I, I have yet to go back and remove all of the mentions of the original network in old episodes. It's something I really need to do. Uh, and I haven't done because I'm fucking lazy. <laughs> I'm fucking lazy. I've been depressed. Like everybody else, I've had nothing but time and no desire to do anything with it. Um, anyway, uh, I I want to talk about the thing that I'm planning to do with this show and how I'm going to implement that. I'm still not entirely sure. Uh, so I am going to relaunch so i was going to do a final episode of trans questioning uh and it was it would be like you know oh suddenly there's a new episode of tq and it's oh it's just called the the end of trans questioning uh and the 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 thing with that would be that it would be you know the, the launch of the new podcast which would be called gender punk the gender punk podcast which would basically be the same show except with more of a politics focus and uh, I I just think like as I've said a, a bunch of times before, you know, trans questioning as as a name came from where I was at the moment when I started the show, which was I was I just realized that I was trans and I didn't know what that meant, and so I was literally asking questions, and so I wanted to relaunch the show with a new sort of mission statement. Uh, that that didn't feel so incongruous with the thing that I'm actually wanting to do with a show like this, but um, I I'm not making this the end of the trans questioning podcast because <laughs> I've actually had an interesting uh, couple of weeks here, and this has maybe been bubbling for a bit. Uh, so I I consider myself a, a a trans femme lesbian, and that probably isn't going to change. And gender-wise, I don't see myself. I feel like I've, I've, I don't know about arrived is the right word, but I feel fairly good with where I am. Um, I, I need to talk to a, a, a fucking uh, 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 endocrinologist about getting um, getting different HRT meds. Like I want to move to injectable estrogen and maybe talk about getting an orchiectomy, but. That's a whole. That's a whole other thing. Like that's you know fine tuning the engine so to speak. Um, but I, how do I broach this topic? Where do I even start with this? I. Um, so some of you might be aware of my my now over two hundred thousand word epic Homestuck fan fiction that is still ongoing, which is called God feels, um, and. I I have been I've been working on it. This is this is maybe minor spoilers for God Feels 3 that like could be spoiling a thing that'll be uh far into the future, but um I'll keep it vague in that there is a character that I have been planning to give a sort of gender arc. And if you've read God Feels, you can probably guess who it is that will uh basically involve them becoming uh, what I have been sort of jokingly refer- referring to as a any all gender fuck, as in like their pronouns are any all and they their gender is fucking whatever. Um, and I started this as like, wouldn't it be funny if I did this? But the more that I've been sort of writing that stuff that won't be released for months, it, I, the more I've been kind of... <laughs> uh, I don't know feeling uh, I did a thread the other day. Let me see if I can find it. Let me, let me go to my own twitter.com and find this thread that I did. Yeah. So this was on November 10th. Oh, my computer doesn't like me using Chrome while I'm recording audio. Hmm. Um, this is this is from November 10th at 8, 12 a.m. Wow. <laughs> uh, from me, that is, the these three tweets. Um, so, the absolute unhinged energy of a non-op trans woman wearing a packer. Unbelievable respect. When CD Project Red does it, it's gross and exploitative. But when a trans woman does it, it's motherfucking praxis. Fuck the binary, fuck the spectrum. Gender is a playground. And this is sort of a tongue-in-cheek summary of where my my sense of gender has kind of arrived i've been thinking a lot about this like gender is a playground gender is a playground gender is not it's not a, it's not like I, don't know, I i still even though i went into this feeling very i guess liberated of the, the the notion of gender as any one specific thing i still went into this with uh generally uh, uh binary normative uh expectations and i think a lot of people do like there's this you know the, the general path that you're supposed to take as a trans woman and and we, we codify these things a lot and and set them down into stone in various ways uh whether we mean to or not and there have been a lot of people. The the, uh, the 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 source of basically all trans discourse within the trans community is can be boiled down to you're not doing it correctly. Uh, this would be like the he him lesbian, the uh, the 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 bisexual. What what's what's the, the, the bisexual, I I fucking I don't give a shit about any of this stuff because ultimately, like these these labels. Are there to help us communicate how we feel about ourselves? The idea that a lesbian has to be the specific thing. I mean, Gold Star lesbian discourse goes back decades at this point. And that was as turfy and fucking biphobic then as it is now. It's just, it's all basically just ways elaborate (laughs) rituals that we concoct to gatekeep. And I have felt this, actually. You know, in the years since I started questioning and now, you know, sort of in the groove of things, there have been times when I've like looked at younger trans people and, and felt myself go like, oh, you don't, you have no idea. You fool, you coward, you have no idea. You think you have it bad, you don't know, you don't know shit. Which is so funny because I have. Uh, what do I know about how bad it is? <laughs> I wasn't alive during the, the AIDS pandemic. I wasn't. I wasn't alive during, fucking Nazi Germany. Like things have always been worse, and things will always be worse, and things can be better, and things have always been better. It's it's a paradoxical, nonsense menagerie of disparate ideas of what reality even is, and it's impossible to quantify because functionally what we're doing fundamentally what we're doing is we're summarizing people's lives as as on a macroscopic scale and you're always leaving things down when you generalize uh, leaving things out when you generalize and i don't know i've just i've been realizing a lot lately like i'm fairly comfortable with the, the sort of trans femme lesbian thing um but it, it is it is it is this this sort of like I'm I'm attracted to other trans women, uh, and and there's there's a million reasons I've said it a million a lot today on this episode. Anyway, there are many <laughs> reasons why I find trans women uh, attractive, and I, I I view it as an act of radical self love uh, that. You know, if I that I I find trans women genu- genuinely attractive, and there there are a number of them who feel the same way about me, uh, because they have told me, and that and, and we have fooled around as a result, <laughs> uh, that like this is this is sort of a way of of fighting back in our in in our own small little way against the idea of like hmm 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 like the, the the very idea of passing i've come to see as almost offensive and i you know i i don't i don't talk about it much because again it's up to you right it's up to you to decide what you want your gender journey quote unquote to be like if you want to pass as 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 the gender that you are presenting as and you know i i want to be gendered correctly i want people to look at me and see a woman i want people to look at me and like say a sh- say she her pronouns but i also just i kind of just like the freedom to dress however the fuck i want and not worry about my identity being completely railroaded by a complete stranger and and I, I I've, I, I, think I've even expressed this to some extent on the podcast before. That, like, we, hmm, you know, cis people have hold the keys to your identity by virtue of being the ones who decide whether you are allowed to be or present a certain way, and like what it means to present a certain way. And it's, I don't know, I, I, I think when we do the thing of like, Oh, if you're, if you're a straight man who are, who is sometimes attracted to men, then therefore you are not straight. Uh, I don't know. I think, I think there should be more room for absurdity in, in gender and sexuality. Um, this is, this is getting into some mildly TMI territory, uh, here talking about sex and sexuality. Um, but it's not. It's it's fairly uh, um, vanilla, I would say. But I, I have, I have, I have, I have a dildo <laughs> that is a uh, um, a a Twin Tail Creations. I've been sort of jokingly calling them monster dicks. It is a monster dick. I am. I am. I have to come out here in episode what 64 of this podcast. I am a monster fucker. I'm sorry. I'm a furry, and I think monsters are hot. I can't help it. Okay, you're just gonna have to live with it, like I have to live with it. (laughs) Anyway, I I I was fucking around (laughs) with this toy. That is really gorgeous, gorgeous toy. That 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 is. I don't know. Just fuck. What am I even saying? I was fucking around with this stupid toy, and I was messaging my girlfriend, and and I had this moment of like, oh wait, what if I did this? And so I, uh, put I put I put the dildo on my crotch. And I took pictures of it as if it was my actual dick. And, God, this is awkward to talk about on a podcast. But the the the, the result of this was, like, I, I did it like, oh, this will be kind of funny. And then I felt, like, a weird sense of euphoria. <laughs> Which was really absurd. And I was, like, messaging... Uh, this the 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 extended polycule about this like what the fuck is up with this why did I why did this give me any sense of of euphoria what does that even what does that mean and I think it's like I have a lot of friends who on their various like private accounts have have uh, vented frustrations about like I wish I had like xenobiology like a weird tentacle dick or some sort of weird transformative body ability and I myself have frequently described like my ideal sexual genital situation as like having hot swappable parts. So if I want a vagina I can just plug one in if I want a dick, I can just plug one in like I I, I find like you know I probably will never get, srs and it's because i i don't I, I that would that would almost make me feel more alienated for for for, for uh, reasons I, I, I don't know i just maybe this is it's entirely possible that it is like uh uh forced reasoning because i don't think i'll ever be able to afford it anyway but genuinely like the thought kind of makes me feel weird. I I don't know. It's all weird is the thing. Is Gender and sexuality are all very strange. And when we act like there is this, you know, one size fits all template, even within the trans community, even within a group of people who are already experimenting and, and pushing boundaries, you're fundamentally limiting yourself when really like transness is the process of pushing past an insoluble boundary. Like we have this hard line between man and woman and we're sort of, you know, the idea is you're transitioning from one to the other. Um, But what I think is far more interesting, like when you, when you cross that boundary, you become aware of a lot of things politically and socially that you might not otherwise be aware of. And I think there's a lot of joy and power to be found in, in remaining in transition and where I've sort of landed is uh, thinking of it as a, as, a, as an ongoing conversation. Like I will never have answered the question of like, what is my gender? Because gender, it it, it depends. It depends on the day. It depends on who I'm talking to. It depends on my relationships I I I don't I don't want anybody to see me as a man I don't want anybody to 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 see me as you know there they, there there are there are broad boundaries beyond which I am uncomfortable but within this space of the transitioning I am I I feel this like delightful sense of play Like with my partners there is this like feeling of you know we 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 jump around a lot we play around a lot like I do I, I don't know there is just more and more, I'm, I've been thinking about the the, the, the rise of like uh, socialism and and more left leaning politics in in America as part and parcel with this like identity. To an extent, really is like one of the last things that we have that's truly our own. I don't think it's a coincidence that right now we're seeing more trans people and more gender fuck people and more people who identify as plural than in, a, in ever probably I that's a completely unquantifiable statement, but it certainly feels that case for my lifetime anyway. And it's just because like all we have is ourselves we're all locked into a, in a little room uh, if you're sane. Hopefully you are anyway. That you're you're able to to stay home, um, just to be safe. All we have is ourselves. Everything else is watched. Everything else is owned by fucking Silicon Valley or some awful corporation that just wants to make everything shittier and more proprietary and worse. And and like on the other hand, you know, I have this this seemingly infinite universe of ideas and concepts and gender roles and weird shit that i can do with my own brain that can do any time else you know that, that i couldn't do in uh, i don't know i just think I, uh, it's complicated it's complicated and acting like it's not does a disservice to everybody who starts asking these questions but i think genuinely like we should encourage cis people to ask questions of their gender, we should ask. We should encourage straight people to ask questions of their sexuality, because fundamentally, these are not these are not concrete lines in the sand for any human being. Like, yes, you have preferences, but it's good. It's good to ask the question. And to be clear, obviously, I'm not saying you know a straight man should should have to sleep with a with a trans woman. Uh, if 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 a, if a straight man doesn't want to to sleep with a trans woman that's that's his right and that's totally fine. What I'm saying is you know this is this is where toxic masculinity and heteronormativity come from is feeling like these things are uh required and and natural and normal when really they are just systems that we've codified over time and I think we could use a radical decodification sort of like basically throwing the rule book out the window and saying anything fucking goes. And like part of my enthusiasm for this idea has to come from the fact that, so going back to my fucking homestuck fanfiction, fiction, uh, a, a number of the fans are plural, which if you don't know what that means, it's basically uh uh, analogous to, you know, multiple personalities or saying you have uh, anywhere from two to a bunch of, of other people or alters or fictives in your head that are representations of, of aspects of, of you or just other people that live in your head. And, and I, I didn't understand this and I still kind of don't, but I, I used to internally mock this because I, in high school, there were a bunch of other like teens and stuff around who were, you know, th- 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 saying, oh, I have this many multiple personalities. And I used to mock that. And I always sort of internally felt like that was ridiculous. Um, oh, there was one person that I genuinely believed that it was true for because I talked to them and I and I bought it. But, I, you know, hypocrisy. I was a hypocrite. Like everybody, I'm a fucking hypocrite. I... Uh, but but uh, but a number of the people who like God feels are plural, and have pointed out that uh, the main character June is if not explicitly plural, then certainly has plural elements. And it's true because a lot of the conflict with her character is that she's literally two people crammed together, um, and she is both the 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 synthesis of those two people but also constantly in conversation with those two people as they existed before they sort of came together and i've been reflecting on this a lot i took a couple of asks on tumblr uh which if you don't know my tumblr is hms no fun ask questions about whatever there um but but i i took i've just I've, i've heard it enough it's been this consistent thing of like you know people saying, "Oh wow, the story is really fucking plural." And and it's gotten me thinking about how like almost every story that I've ever spent a significant amount of time on has involved some level of characters with multiple personalities. Um and I realized that uh, there th- th- there's so many like I don't know, I've just had, had cause to like reflect on like, wait a minute, am Am I plural? Is that a thing, am I? Am I plural? Is that That's a, that, that that that's not. But I'm 31. Plurality is like a kid thing. I'm not. I can't I can't be. I can't. But but, but am I though? No. Am I? Do I What do I? And it's this it's this it's this it's this weird conversation because I don't have distinct identities in my head. I don't believe anyway. Um but my entire life I've had this, I should tell the story of what got me under this realization actually, which was um, I I was up way too late one night and I got on my phone and I, was, I, was, I did some tweets and I was mad about a thing and then I turned my phone off, set it aside, and then I had the urge to check my phone again. And then I, I, I said to myself, like, well, you shouldn't check your phone right now because it's, you know, you you're you close your eyes. So if, if you're going to do it, you should at least put on your glasses. And then I responded to that saying, yeah, you're right. OK, fine. And I had this moment of like, this is just how I engage with myself at all times, where almost everything that I do, I do as a conversation. And there are opposing sides there is this like voice in my head that's almost always right about things where it's like no you've got to do this you got to move this into the specific spot this is and, and 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 it's not like it is like a conversation it is like a thing that 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 that, that it's I, I i don't know what to do with this i genuinely don't know what to do with this i don't i i'm still in the process of figuring it out um as as i know a lot of people are and I don't know that there is there an, is an, an accurate answer. I'm stuttering because I, I don't stutter very often. I try not to, but it, it happens when I'm at a moment of, like, I genuinely don't know what to say. <laughs> to be clear, this is not me coming out as plural, necessarily. It's more an indication that I am asking questions <laughs> about my identity again, which is why I'm doing this episode of this show that I wanted to, to, to update you all about the questions I'm asking about my identity. And I'm going to try to release episodes again as I'm, you know, reflecting and uh, maybe have guests on to talk about similar sorts of things. Um, But yeah, I, that's sort of where I'm at. Like I'm, for a while things felt stable like it was this big like upheaval and 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 here here maybe is what i think life will be like is that you have phases of normalcy where everything feels like it's it's all in place and then things start to feel out of place again and then you're forced to ask yourself questions again and that's just how it goes and i think that is the real like important valuable lesson to take away is that life is a series of conversations that you're constantly having with yourself and those around you and there will there will never be a 100% applicable answer and there will always be circumstances that change and i don't know i'm i'm 31 and i feel like i Still am witnessing the universe every day, and I don't know what the hell is going on anywhere <laughs> and uh, I, I don't know I, 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 I'm asking questions again, and I don't know how long it'll take me to find a suitable answer for answer for the the time being, but i uh, I'm playing. I'm playing with my identity, and a lot of my friends are playing with their identities. And I think that's good. I think it's in a world as grim and fucking miserable as this one. At least we can play with ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) That's the moral of this episode, you know? At least we still got masturbation. I didn't mean it like that, but that's what it sounds like. <laughs> um, is that is that everything? I don't think I came to a point, but I certainly talked for an hour, so uh, that's where we're at. Um, yeah. So, heck, I actually don't know what my resources are for for like the end of episodes anymore because I haven't checked the email in forever. Oh God, I should check. I should check the email, shouldn't I? oops <laughs> maybe depending on if i've got a bunch of long unread messages i'll have a fucking mailbag episode Yeesh. oopsie oh god completely forgot i had an email address um yeah so end of the episode uh here's where we're at if you like my work and you want to support me in doing more if you like this podcast and you want to see me be doing more of that um you can go to patreon.com slash L-T-A-S and support me there. Um, any amount of money that you can spare, even as low as a dollar a month, really helps. I also have a Ko-Fi where you can make one-time donations, which is ko-fi.com slash Sarah uh, And yeah, the intro music is by Molly Noise, and the cover art is still by dear witch and eventually the show i don't know if i'm going to change the feed or if i'm just going to change the title but but the the gender punk thing will happen sooner or later and that's sort of it's still like where i am personally uh and but i'm gonna i'm gonna keep with trans questioning for the time being and we'll see where it goes from there um and yeah, if you if you want to contact me with any questions or thoughts or comments, you can just go to twitter.com uh, and I'm at HMS no fun there and my DMs are open. Um, and I also have a curious cat and various other places. If you if you noodle around on my Twitter page, you'll certainly be able to find somewhere where you can send me a message. I think the email address is transquestioningpodcast at gmail.com that seems right uh okay well that was sort of a disaster of a promo extra x x what's the what's the word oh god it's it's almost midnight (laughs) outro that's the word okay I'm sorry if the audio clipped a couple of times I'm literally staring at the waveform and I'm not entirely sure why it's as sensitive as it is but anyway Uh, Thank you all so much for listening. I hope that we'll be back again soon. And uh, y'all take care of yourselves in this, the era of the pandemic. And do what you can to play. Try to have fun where you can. I know it's hard, but we got to get through this somehow. And I know you can do it. See you eventually.